A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to a podcast from The Pool. Hi, I'm Viv Groskop, your pool agony aunt, and this is Waving Not Drowning, where I'll discuss how to combat your problems and solve your emotional issues. On this week's Dear Viv, when a friend gets pregnant while you're still grieving a miscarriage, a troublesome neighbour, asking for a pay rise, and how to deal with a politically insensitive father. Our first question this week. Diviv, a close friend of mine is pregnant, which is a wonderful event. However, I'm struggling. I've lost two pregnancies this year after having tried for nearly three years and gone through surgery prior to the first miscarriage. I know that I'm one of a growing number of women facing reproductive struggles and I'm fortunate to have a solid support network, including this good friend. My problem is this. My friend is less than enthusiastic about her pregnancy and every time she shows ambivalence or comments that something about her pregnancy, i.e. midwife visits, is a hassle, I just want to scream, do you know how fortunate you are? I come away from the conversation feeling really flat. I should mention that she's aware of my situation and regularly offers her support, which only makes me feel guiltier. I completely understand that every woman has a right to react to their pregnancy in their own way. And I'm also aware I may be amplifying her comments and texts with my own unhappiness. I don't want to distance my friend during her pregnancy by letting my frustration with her show. Any tips for keeping a positive outlook in this situation? Thanks. Oh, dear positive thinking friend, you sound like a lovely person and your friend is very lucky to have you. But by being so kind to her, you are being pretty mean to yourself. It is so hard when these situations crop up. In order to maintain the friendship, you're having to be pretty masochistic and put all your feelings of envy and covetousness to one side. That is really tough. I'm trying to read between the lines here to figure out what it is that you need. Do you need someone to tell you to see a bit less of this friend? I'll be honest, she does sound a bit tactless. Yes, of course, she should celebrate her pregnancy and it is wonderful, but she must have dozens of other people she can do that with. She must know that you've lost two pregnancies in a year. I'm sorry to be harsh, but you'd think that if she was a really good friend, she'd find a way to avoid this subject and and make things easier on you. That said, these things are really hard to navigate in real life. Uh, I wonder if there's even a possibility that she's talking down her pregnancy and having a bit of a moan to try and make you feel better in some kind of misguided way. 
And there are various options here for you and they all slightly depend on the strength of your friendship. Can you have an honest conversation? Tell her how you're feeling and that it upsets you that she doesn't seem to realise how lucky she is. What's the worst thing that could happen if you had this conversation? It might clear the air. On the other hand, you could avoid her for a while. I know you don't want this, but only you can know how upset this situation is making you. If you had a break for a while, you don't need to tell her you're doing this, you might find that you feel differently towards her and be better able to face her after a couple of months. Lastly, though, I wonder if you need someone neutral to talk to. Uh, You can look for a therapist on the website I often recommend, welldoing.org. Because there's a real swirl of emotions in your letter, sadness, anger, guilt. They're all completely normal reactions to what you've experienced. And I am so sorry for what you've experienced, by the way. But it would be good to talk them through with a professional. Maybe you're trying so hard to keep a positive outlook that you're not letting yourself work through these feelings. And that's not healthy. Lots of love to you. Our next question this week. Dear Viv, my husband and I have lived in the same house for nine years and we have a four-year-old little girl. We love where we live, but we've recently come into a problem with a new neighbour. A few weeks ago, an older deaf woman moved next door. She lives alone and so, understandably, has developed a real fondness for the company of birds. Like a real fondness. She has eight, eight bird feeders and is constantly attracting flocks of pigeons, crows and magpies to our back garden. As it's summer, the birds are roosting much later and their squawking is making it difficult to get our daughter to sleep. It's also making our garden virtually impossible for sunbathing. I tried telling her, she can lip read, that this is a problem for us and she took the bird feeders in for one day. My husband dropped her a note, welcoming her to the neighbourhood, asking to drop by if she ever needs anything and kindly pointing out that the birds were impacting on us. She has since sent a note back to say if we contact her any further, she will take legal action. Legal action. We're at our wits end here and we're honestly thinking of moving. What do we do? Oh my goodness, this is an Alfred Hitchcock emergency as far as I'm concerned. I'm sure there are some people whose advice you could ask who would say, oh, don't worry, it's just a few of our feathered friends. But I am totally with you here. No one wants to star as Tippi Hendren in their own life. Uh, But what is the actual problem here and what can you actually do? You've tried to get this lady to change her behaviour and it looks like that might be the most difficult route. I will return to that in a second, but let's look what else you could do. Is there anything you can change about your own property that might make you feel better protected? A new fence, perhaps? Some plants or trees which are repellent to birds? A scarecrow? I don't know enough about avian husbandry to suggest what this might be, but a local vet or gardener might have some ideas. There does seem to be a noise pollution issue here too. Have you spoken to other neighbours about this? Are they also bothered? How bad is it? Is your daughter really bothered by the squawking or is she picking up on your anxiety about the situation? 
I know it's virtually impossible, but try and keep a sense of humour about all this and be optimistic. Otherwise, it is going to infect your daughter. If her sleep is seriously being disturbed, then you need short-term and long-term solutions. Short-term, earplugs or a radio on low in her room to distract her. Long-term, you might have to look at getting the authorities involved. That really is last resort, as it is a mirror image of your neighbours, I'm going to threaten legal action. Which brings me to this lady. Does she have family? Who does she regularly communicate with? Can you find someone who has a warm relationship with her who can campaign on your behalf? Explain that you want to find a solution that works for both of you. Other neighbours might also help here. Is there anyone who knows her better than you do? There must be a way through. Perhaps she genuinely has no idea how loud the noise is. You could do with, I think, getting an independent assessment of the noise. She might well take it from someone who isn't you. I can see why you want to move, but I don't think that is really a solution. You're just passing on the problem to someone else, and I don't get the sense that that would give you any real peace of mind. I sense that you want to find a solution that's mutually beneficial to both of you. Keep your sense of compassion, see the funny side whenever you can, and figure out a way to wing it. Sorry. Our next question. Dear Viv, my buddy has a chat with her boss next week regarding a pay rise because it's the review at the end of her six-month contract. She knows what she thinks is a fair amount to ask for, but beyond that, she says she has no idea how much the higher-ups earn in her industry, so she has no idea what she has the potential to earn in the future. People are so funny around money, though. So is it completely inappropriate for her to ask how much or roundabout how much she can hope to earn in years to come? Hello, friend of a friend writing about your buddy. I love this letter. I believe that you are writing in on behalf of a friend, but your letter also reads a bit shifty, like I'm just asking on behalf of a friend. Obviously, it's a friend, not me. It feels like a very British request. Would you mind awfully telling me how much money to ask for? I'm so sorry to be asking at all. But the fact is, this is the million dollar question. And whilst I mean that in a slightly... Uh, not very good jest kind of way. Uh, In the long term, this really is a million dollar question because over the course of a lifetime, women earn hundreds of thousands of pounds less than men because they're thinking and talking in exactly the same way that your letter is worded. It's time to put a stop to this and stop being coy around money. It is not completely inappropriate to ask questions about money and work out what others are earning and what you might be earning in the future. In fact, the opposite. In the 21st century, it's completely inappropriate to put your head in the sand about money and to be afraid to ask the right questions. All this really is, is a fact-gathering exercise. Your friend does not even need to ask her boss at the pay review. She can find out the answer to these questions right now, online, on social media, by phoning people, by talking to colleagues, by having discreet conversations with people who've left the company. All you need to get the answer to these questions is a bit of healthy curiosity and the confidence to ask a question. Practice saying the questions before you ask them. What would someone with my experience get paid for this contract? What about at a company where they're known to pay better? What about at a company where people are known to be exploited? 
How about if I had five more years experience? How about if I wanted to get paid double or triple that for the same work? What would I have to do to command that fee? These are not difficult or rude or inappropriate questions. They are fascinating questions and ones which any decent person in your industry will be happy to speculate on. Canvas as many people as you can and you can take an average from the answers. It would not be entirely wrong for your friend to canvas her boss about the pay scale in her industry in her six-month review, but it will drastically reduce her bargaining power. If she has gone to the trouble of finding out what the norm is and can display that in her review, plus display evidence that she's easily worth being paid the norm plus a bonus, well, that's going to be impressive. That is what I would use that time for, not for asking questions to which you can find the answers on Google or by inviting a few colleagues or competitors out for coffee. Think again about the question you've asked. Is it inappropriate to ask what the pay scale is in your chosen career? Are you crazy? Is it inappropriate for things in a shop to be openly and clearly priced? What you're suggesting is not only not inappropriate, it's utterly normal and sensible and logical. Now go and find out the information you need. Our next question this week. Dear Viv, I haven't spoken to my pro-leave father since he sent me a load of Boris Johnson speeches after the referendum. He knows I'm a European living in London with many European friends and I find it really insensitive. Generally, I avoid talking about politics with him as he is very conservative, but this time I'm hurt and disappointed. What can I do? Oh, my fellow crybaby Romaniac, I feel your Weltschmerz. That's German for the pain of the world, by the way. Soon illegal to use as an expression. So many people are living through this question at the moment. And I suspect on both sides, remember, although the Leavers won, but what did they win? Let's wait and see. Don't get me started. It must be just as upsetting for them to know that they have family members who absolutely disagree with their views. And some people will be more tactful about this than others. It sounds as if your father is in the tactless camp. So as such, he needs careful handling. All I can suggest is that you do whatever is most healthy for you. If you want to maintain a relationship with your father, you need to set some boundaries. If you can find a way to say this to him, it might help. Dad, I love you and I respect your views, even if you don't. But let's not talk about politics because I'm really upset about the referendum result. And please don't ever send me anything to read ever again. I'm serious. In many families, relationships are only maintained by the studied long-term avoidance of certain topics. This is known as keeping the peace. It's horrific sometimes to have to hold your tongue, especially when this person represents a widespread view that drives you insane. But it is a necessary sacrifice to maintain the relationship. It's maybe a sacrifice you wouldn't make with friends, but we don't get to choose our family. We only get to choose how we respond to their deranged views. Can you find it in yourself to tolerate him? Whilst bearing in mind that he might be vocal about not wanting to tolerate you and your pro-European propaganda. Make a list 
of conversation topics which are either harmless or where you agree on everything. Find a DVD box set you can watch together, bond over your favourite biscuits, anything but politics. In your father's defence, he's not alone anymore, so he might not feel quite so obliged to shove his views down your throat. Bon courage, mon ami, et qui sait qui se comporte l'avenir? Who knows what the future will bring? The thin, unelected lady might be sitting in number 10 Downing Street, but the fat lady hasn't sung yet. That's all for today. If you have a problem you'd like to submit, please send your email to dearviv at thepoolltd.com or tweet us at thepooluk. Thanks for listening. Join us again soon and sign in to thepool.com where you can get more content specifically made by us for women like you. We hope we see you there. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.